about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to another episode of All In With The Lord. My name is Art Cardos, and I don't know about you, but I'm wired up and fired up to be a part of the Kingdom of God in 2023. As we approach this year, as we move into this year and getting started, you know, last week we had a message on how to get the Word of God, bring it to life in your, in your life. And this week we want, it's a continuation, but we want to talk about goal setting for real. How do you set goals when God is part of your goal setting process? How do you watch them materialize over the year? How do you measure the success of the Holy Spirit working in you versus you working alone without the Holy Spirit? We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about how you and I can watch as 2023 turns into the most incredible manifestation year for the kingdom of God on earth. I mean, it is going to be incredible. So let's talk about goal setting. First of all, you should have goals to set, not, not to, to, to make promises like you do when you go out on New Year's Eve you know, where everybody just makes a, a promise to each other. Oh, we're going to set resolutions. We're going to set a new year's goal. I'm going to be different this year. That's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about seriously approaching the topic of goal setting. Maybe you never have seriously approached it. Maybe you have haphazardly approached it. Maybe you do have goals, but maybe they're not written down. Maybe they're not well thought out. Maybe they're not done in cooperation and with the Holy Spirit in mind so that the Holy Spirit guiding you through the setup process of your goals. That's what this program is designed to do. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the fact that God, the Creator, the one who actually created you, has a plan for your life. He has a goal for you. And so what would his goal be for you? Last week we talked about how you, how Jesus presented you and I as a present, his present to God the Father. So I told you to put a bow on your head because you are the gift. So as you set your goals for the year, what part of those goals are God's goals? What part are me goals? What do I want versus what does God want? And the closer you get to the Lord, the more your goals become His goals. Because His goals will make you happy. His dreams for you will make you happier than your own dreams, believe it or not. You may think you know what you want. But I'll tell you what, if you know and if you knew that you could absolutely have whatever you want, do you know what that is? 
Or would you find yourself halfway through saying, oh boy, maybe I didn't say that right. Maybe I didn't, maybe that wasn't what I wanted. So let's first of all ask the Lord in prayer to reveal to us what our goals ought to be this year. Now, how do you break down goal setting? Well, you could say, well, I'm a business person. Okay, then you have business goals, but you are a personal person too. You are might be a family person too. So how do we break those areas down? And first of all, and most importantly, are your spiritual goals. What goals have you set to become a more spiritually involved individual this year? So let's list them. Home, business, social, mental, physical, spiritual, financial. Home, business, social, mental, physical, spiritual, financial. So home, what kind of goals would you set for your home? Do you have a family? Are there trips you want to take together? Are there goals you want to set that way? That's how that would play out. But let's go and start with the spiritual part of this. The spiritual part of this is, Father, what are your goals for my life this year? What would you, if you, if I could give you a gift, since Jesus gave me to you as a gift, my gift to you would be to make your goal that you want me to accomplish this year first priority. What would that be? Well, what are examples of that? God's goals. Maybe there's some people around you that only you can talk to about the Lord, and maybe you've been putting it off. Maybe you don't even like to do that. Maybe you don't even like to let them know that you know the Lord. Well, this is the year to come out of the closet, Mr. Christian. This is the year where the Holy Spirit is about to pour out a blessing like you have never seen and never ever will see again. Let me tell you, if you miss this year, if you miss this year, you will regret it because it is an opportunity for God to turn the volume control way up in your world, in your realm, in your sphere, in your garden. Yes, your garden. Does your garden want to look like the Garden of Eden, or does it want to represent part of hell in there? Don't do that. Garden of Eden time has come. Okay, so, spiritually speaking, Father, what is it that you'd want me to do? Okay, spiritually, there might be one, two, or three, or maybe ten things that you know the Lord's been telling you to do, but you've been putting it off. And the first one is renewing yourself to the Lord, if you need to do that. If you've been putting him at a standoff and you're not sure, you say, well, Art, you know, there's things in my life that aren't, I don't, I, I get a little afraid of things like that. I, I don't, I'm not sure how to approach them. Okay, so the Bible refers to all of the conditions of our soul as trees that have been planted in us as we grew up in our lives. They're trees. We are, we are, we are a, a body. We have a soul. 
and we have a mind and a spirit, okay? But we have these trees. What are trees in us? They are thoughts you have that you think are the limiters for what you can believe. In other words, you get to a choke point. You get to a point where you can't believe past a certain point. And that is a tree that was planted sometime in your life, and it has roots, and it's either causing you to fear or to stop believing or afraid to even acknowledge that you want that to happen. because You'd kind of like to close your eyes and wait for it to be over. That tree's got to go. That's a tree. The Bible says when you find trees like that, they got to be uprooted. The Lord's going to uproot it. You're not going to uproot it. But we have to identify these trees, identify that they are trees. And then what do we do after we identify it? We plant a new tree. And that tree is from the Word of God. When, when we sow the Word that we plant, we plant a tree that's going to produce new fruit. It's going to produce a different reaction to situations. So that old tree that brings up the fear has deep roots. I'm telling you, you, you don't even realize it sometimes. I know in my life, you know, I've asked the Lord, reveal to me all the trees that need to be uprooted. And boy, if he ever really does show you that all at once, you go, whoa, I thought I had most of that gone. But all of us who were born into earth and out of the garden because of Adam, Adam have trees planted that have to be uprooted. So how do we do that? We do that by going to the main tree of life, the Word of God. The Word of God. When God created us, He put in us, in each one of us, He put in us the, the, the tree of life hidden because He took it away so that we couldn't stay alive forever in a hellish condition. But he put it back in us through Christ, the zip file that we can unzip. But that tree is in there, and little by little, he gives us seed to plant in us. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You reach into the Word, which is the seed bag the seed bag, and you plant the seed inside of you, inside of you, so that you can transform your soul, which has all these old trees, root it out, root them out, and plant new seeds. So you're doing two things at once, but God's doing the work. The Lord is doing the work. The creator of the universe gave us a system that will remove all unwanted things and replace them with what we want. So, first, first things first. Father, what is your goal? What would you like to place on my list for me to do for you this year? And I would say you need to really take a few minutes and pray about that. If it's somebody he wants you to talk to, if it's some good act or good deed that you need to do on purpose, that maybe there's that one person you didn't want to do it for, but the Lord told you to go and 
minister to that person, then that becomes your goal. Write it down. Now listen, I, you know, you've heard this said before, and especially from me. When you get something from the Lord or from yourself that you want as a goal, write it down. Write it down so you can read it clearly. That means you need a little detail. I don't like to write art. Well, then type it on a computer. It'll even fix your spelling while you're typing. But it must be recorded on a tablet somewhere. Okay, that's what it tells us in the book of Habakkuk. Go read the book of Habakkuk. It's only three pages long. And the first half of the book, the guy's just complaining. Things take too long. They never work. My, what I want doesn't happen for me. And then God answers him and says, and that's what you got to read in the Habakkuk, because it says, decide what you want. Write it down clearly on the tablet so that he who reads it can run with it. If you can hardly read your writing or don't even remember what you wrote, then you can't read it and run with it. You read it as a person that's like, what did I write? What did I put down here? That's not a goal. That is not going to happen. What's going to happen is you'll forget about it. And that's called a New Year's resolution, by the way, because people make them every year, and by the second week to third week, they either given up or forgot what they said. This time, it can be different especially in 2023, and especially with the Holy Spirit being the driving force. So number one, ask the Lord what His goals are for you this year. And listen, shut up, be quiet, and hear what the Lord is saying. Hear from Him. Okay? So, number one, spiritually, Lord, what would you like me to do for you? Two, pick them any area you want to go first. Home, business, social, maybe it's financial. But take the time in your home life to write down one, two, or three goals. Now, there's two kinds of goals. Two kinds of goals in each area. There's the kind you absolutely know you're going to reach. They're believable goals. Then there's the kind that you can't reach apart from God. You are totally dependent on Him to reach that goal. So we're going to write down for up to one, two, or three goals in every area, the kinds you think you can do on yourself, your own, and the kinds you just would love to see happen, but you have no way of doing it yourself. It would require what we call a miracle. Okay, so if we take the time, if you take the time to do this, it could take you a couple hours. It could take you a half a day. It might take you a whole day. could take you a week to get the right goals written down. Home. Maybe it's a, if you have a family, a big family, maybe it's a phenomenal trip with you and the family that you can't even conceive of how you would pay for but you really have it in your heart and you want to do it. Write it down. That would be one of the ones you need a miracle for. Then you take the ones that you believe, well, if I, if I budget right and I think right, 
I can get these goals done. So you're going to have two sets of goals for each area. Home, business. You have a business, well, your goal would be to grow the business. If I don't care what stage you're in. But if you're in a stage of the business where you don't want to grow it, you just want to, you, you want to manage it, you want to maintain it, then that's your goal. You, you maybe we went through a girth, growth spurt last year, and this year you just want to solidify everything. That's your goal. Home, business, and then there's the one where it just skyrockets out of control. And you don't even know what to do, but you know the Lord will give you what you need. That's one of the ones that requires a miracle. Write them down. Take time to do this. And put a time and a date when you wrote it. That's important. Now, next step. Uh, Home, business, social. Socially, are you interacting in your community? Are you affecting any board of directors? Are you on any? Would you like to be? You know, school boards really need help. There's a lot of great schools that need funding socially, mentally, physically. Come on, we got to get in every one of these. So socially, are you affecting socially around you, those around you? Is it just that maybe you are liking to go and do certain social events with your partner, your spouse, or your family, and you're not doing them, but you would want to do them, but you don't have the time? That becomes a goal to make the time. So you have home, business, social, mental. What are you doing mentally to grow what you know about the Lord? Because that's the only mental growth that matters. Maybe you do like to read books or not read books. I don't know. But mentally, we all need to be challenging ourselves to grow and, and to change in a, in a positive way every year. So you want to write down a couple of mental goals and a couple of um, ones that are imp- would take the Lord to make them happen. For instance... If you don't have time to read, but you really want to read the Bible, set it as a goal. I want to read the Bible through in one year. Well, let the Lord show you how to do that. You need to put in the Word. Myself, that's first every day. At least two hours every day, either reading the Word, listening to the Word, or speaking and listening for God to answer. At least, I can't, I don't know how people do it. You know, I'm one of those guys, you got to take a shower every day, but I also have to be showered with the Word every day. And first comes the Word, then comes the other. So we need to, you need to decide what's important to you. Home, business, social, mental, physical. Um, what physically do you do to stay in shape or to keep yourself healthy? I mean, physically, there's a lot of good videos to watch, but maybe you're someone who doesn't even know how to get started. That goes in the miracle column. Write it down. 
what's your ideal weight? And maybe it's so far from where you are now, you can't even imagine it. So you have to write down one that you can imagine, and then one that's unrealistic. But put it in there, because it affects your health. It affects your life. It affects how you impact others. So don't be so selfish that you don't care. Because the people around you are impacted by what you either care about or don't care about, one way or the other. Physical, spiritual, mental, physical, spiritual, financial, spiritual. We talked about financial. What are your financial goals? Are you saying to yourself, well, you know, or maybe you've worked all your life. Maybe you're done working. You say, well, I'm on a fixed income. Okay. So, what's that mean? Does any of your other goals have to do with giving to charities or giving to local people? And, and you say, well, I can, yes, but I can only give based on my fixed income. Whoa, that's not true at all. And then you need the Lord in here to help straighten this out. Here's how it works. Your fixed income is the money you should give from as seed to give, to give, so that other money that you don't know where it's coming from is coming from the Lord. God wants to bless you, but we need to give and give abundantly, sow seed into other people's lives. Well, I can only give so much, Art, didn't you hear me? Give more. But knowing that you're expecting the Lord to bring to you from another source money. See, the tree that's planted in a fixed income mind is a fixed income tree. You don't understand. I can't get more than that. I've gone over this with my, my financial advisor. I've gone over this and over this and over this. I am on a fixed income and this is my budget. Okay. You nurture that tree all you want. You're letting that tree dominate the rest of your life. And you will live in the captivity on the bondage of that tree. Or it can be uprooted with a thought that says, man, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am blessed supernaturally. Yes, I have a certain amount of money that comes to me every month on a fixed. But I have all these other opportunities for the Lord to bless me. And I am expecting big blessings. I'm expecting opportunities. You know, where people tell me I'm, a, I'm on a fixed, uh, guaranteed percentage of what? 2%? 4%? 10%? Maybe even 14% a year. And the Lord's saying, I want to give you 30, 60, 90, 100 fold return on your money. Are you ignoring the bank of God? The bank of God wants to give you a 30, 60, 90, 60, whatever, 100-fold return. And you say, no, I can't take it. I'm on a fixed. <laughs> that fixed income tree will keep you fixed. Or you can break out. And accept what you have, don't, you know, but use it as part of your giving, knowing 
that the Lord is going to bless you 30, 60. Can you imagine getting 30% a year? How about 30% a month on your money? How about 60? How about 100 times return? If you got a hundredfold return, that's a hundred times. We who believe God's not a liar believe there's a way to do that. Well, you don't understand, Art. I don't really want to do a whole lot more. You know, I've already made way too much money. Really? How about giving some away? Oh, I can't do that. It would change my fixed income. So you are a captive. And money is your God. Okay, got it. You don't want to uproot that tree? Got it. Let me tell you something. The Lord has a plan for you. And he would love for you to join him in what he wants to do in 2023 to make this world and the kingdom of God come to earth in a way that we've never seen before. It's going to happen with you or without you. And I think the Lord is asking you to make that decision as we talk in this program. So goal setting is very important. What are you going to do? You're going to take a time, put it aside, and say, this is my goal setting time. Home, business, social, mental, physical, spiritual, financial. Write them down. The ones you believe, the ones you can't hardly believe because it would take a miracle. Write them down. Clearly, I mean, make it crystal clear so that when you read it, you go, what am I saying? Especially the miracle ones. When you read them, you should say, wow, wow, here's what's going to happen. When you first read your goals, you're going to go, I don't know. I'll do what he said to do, but I don't know. But when you read them out loud every day, which is what I'm telling you to do, Every day, along with some scriptures, and we have a scripture book available online at armiesforjesus.com. You can get that scripture book. But when you read your goals, and you need to read them out loud to yourself every day, and thank God. All I want you to do is thank Him. Thank you, Lord. Read it out loud and say, thank you. I have no clue how this is going to happen. But I trust in you with all my heart. And I am not leaning on my own understanding. I trust in you with all my heart. And I'm not leaning on my own understanding. And read the goal. Read the ones you believe out loud. Read the ones you don't believe out loud. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Praise him. Thank Him. Praise Him. Thank Him. And do it because you know that the Lord said to do it. Let the author and finisher of your faith be the author and finisher of your faith. Let Him have control. And we're going to talk about what to do as you begin to see these things happen. And we're going to talk about that right after this break that's coming up. But let me tell you something. This is a process that if you will do it, 
And on the second part of this program, I'm going to tell you what to do now with each segment of the goals, each one of your goals, and how you can know things are happening, things are occurring, that are done by the Holy Spirit, by the blood of Christ for you, because God loves you and is bringing the kingdom into your life. We'll be right back. Don't go away. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. And we're back. And this program is geared towards doing goal setting God's way. And what's God's way? God's way is to really set some goals that are almost unbelievable to you, but yet you know with God's help, they can be accomplished. And we mustn't allow trees that have been rooted in us to stop us because of fear. And those goal sets and those setting of the goals. So last part of this program, we talked about writing them down, decide, taking time to do that. You have to take time. If you don't take the time, well, all I can say is take the time to make it clear what you want. Now, what do you do after that? Here's what I suggest. This is serious stuff. How would you like, after you've taken the time to write everything down, to get to this point next year, January of 2024, and then look back on this and be able to say, well, that's done, that's done, that accomplished. I don't know how that would happen, but let's see that coming. That came in, that came in, that came in. Oh, there's a couple here that didn't, but boy, oh boy, a lot of them came in. How would you like to be the person that checks them off? Man, I didn't know, I don't know how that happened, but it did. That is the kind of experience that the children of God should be living in, not something you can control. I'm setting a goal to go to Florida. I have the money saved and I'm going to just plan a trip and that's my goal. Okay, but that doesn't require the Lord. You planned it. You have it. You got this. I think one of the biggest mistakes any Christian can make is saying the words, I got this. I don't have it. I don't want to have it. I want the Lord to show me how. Matter of fact, I love the favor of God, the surprises of God. I love to be surprised by God. The favor of God surrounds me like a shield. 
producing supernatural increase, promotion, restoration, honor, increased assets. Do you say things like that? Or do you say, well, I don't know. God doesn't usually show up and work in my life. Well, all I can tell you is you got to get rid of that tree. When you hear yourself speaking things that are contrary to what you want, it is a tree that was planted in you that's got to be uprooted. If you don't get it uprooted, it will dominate your life, dominate the results of your goals, and keep you captive to the shade of the tree that you're listening to. Remember, it's all about trees. Adam had the tree of life. Lucifer bought the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They were eating from trees. Which tree are you listening to? Which tree are you taking the fruit from every day of your life? These trees are choices. And the choice to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil produces trees that tell you you can't do what you said. You can't. You, 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 you'll always be the way you are. You are probably going to die and have pain and it's going to be awful. And come on. The blessing of God, the, the gospel that Jesus brought is that you could have life and have it more abundantly. Do you want to cooperate with the tree of knowledge of good and evil like Adam did? Or do you want to choose the tree of life? You and I have both trees. Now, in the garden, God took away the tree of life from Adam so that Adam wouldn't live forever in that condemned state. But you and I have been given, because we're born again, a new opportunity to say no to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and yes to the tree of life. So we have two people in us. We have the old person, the old man, the old woman who was before Christ, who grew up with all those old trees, and then we have the new person in us, born again, a fresh, new, born again person that should be only listening to the tree of life. So the new person is connected to the tree of life. The old person has all these old trees and is listening to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And what do we have? A clash. We have a collision between the old and the new. And we are to crucify, crucify the desires of the flesh and put on the mind of Christ. So how do you do that? So when the old man goes, no, 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 you can't do that. No, you'll never reach that. No, you'll never walk again. No, you'll never be healed of that. No, you'll never have that kind of money. You have to take the word, which is from the tree of life, and speak to the old man and say, shut up and sit down. You are no longer in charge of this body. 
This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. My Father, the Creator, paid for me to be set free from your old thinking. So the old person, you have to almost distinguish that old person and say, shut up. No. Person says, you're going to get a cold. The new person says, I've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And I've been redeemed by his stripes from every virus and every germ that ever touches this body. The old person says, what are you kidding me, man? You better watch out. You're going to get so sick. Well, which is it? You're going to listen to the old person? Guaranteed results. Or are you going to listen to the new person and have the Lord in you change you, transform you, uproot those old trees so that when the old man says to you something that's from the old tree, you go, that's a no-brainer. This is a battle to take over the body. This body is being run, or was being run, through the old you, who was actually run from the devil through the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You didn't even know it in most cases. Now, once a person accepted Jesus, you had a fighting chance to renew your mind and realize now what's going on. It's not until you accept Jesus for real as your Lord and Savior, that you get a fighting chance. Because you are a slave to sin. You are a slave to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You're slave. If you haven't put Christ first in your life, you're slave. You might say, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm living a good life. You're slave. You don't even know you're a slave. That's the worst kind, where you actually don't even realize what a slave you are. But we have been set free. Jesus came to set you free. He paid a price for your indentured servitude, whatever you want to call it, and paid the debt and said, okay, I'm giving you a brand. Here's the deed to your own life. Now, what you do from this day forward is totally different. You are no longer a slave of sin. You have been redeemed. You have been redeemed from sin. You have been redeemed from sickness. You have been redeemed from poverty. You have been redeemed from where you're going to spend eternity. Will you take upon yourself the fortitude or whatever you want to call it to say yes to Jesus? I want what you redeemed me from, and I refuse to have anything stolen from me ever again, because it was stolen. You were born, it was already stolen when you were born. When those trees grew up, and you had all these thoughts of not being happy, or not being successful, or fear, or, or sickness, or whatever, you didn't have a fighting chance, because you those trees just naturally grew in you, and you ate the fruit from them. The tree grows up and tells you, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, too many chiefs, not enough Indians, sit down, don't rock the boat. That's a tree. If you listen and eat the fruit from that tree, that's your life. You are a slave to that thought. Jesus came to set you free. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed, blessed. From the very beginning in Genesis, 
God blessed Adam. Yes, Adam blew it. Don't you be this, the next Adam to blow it. Yes, you originally inherited the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But if you stop eating that fruit and start eating from the tree of life that's been redeposited in you, you won't have to live as the slave that Adam did after, after the, the fall. You have a choice. Every one of us has a choice. Now, there was a deficit when we started. We were born with those trees already growing. But the Word of God has come to us. God made a way through Christ to come to us. Now, we accept Him. And, of course, that one tree that grows in everybody. Here it is. You ready for it? This is the tree that says, okay, great, you're going to eternity, but don't think anything's going to get any better in your life now. Just hang in there. You never know what God's going to do. You just don't know. You just don't know. You don't know. Boy, have people been fed that lie for so long, they actually think it's true. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He will not, cannot change. And what was he yesterday? The guy, the God who blessed Adam. Be blessed. Take dominion. Take dominion over the earth. Bring heaven to earth. Bring the garden in your life. And here's the tree saying, come on. That's for heaven when you get there. It ain't going to happen here. You don't have enemies in heaven. You do have them here. And the main enemy is your own thoughts, that fruit that's coming from the tree that was planted in the garden, didn't belong there, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You've got to shut it up. You've got to say no to it. You've got to stop it. No, I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. And I take every thought, every one of those thoughts, and I cast them down. I bring those imaginations of failure down, put them outside, and I'm only eating from the tree of life, which is the Word of God. Now, let's get back to the goals. Let's take each goal. Here's what you need to do. Just take if you can't give yourself three minutes for a goal, then it is not a goal. It's a hope, a pipe dream. That's what it is. And they don't usually show up. So here's what you need to do. Each goal that you wrote down, whatever it is, sit peacefully, shut yourself out, go in a quiet place, and begin to see in your mind the goal that you want completed. And for three minutes, start thanking Jesus that he defeated everything that would stop that goal from coming to pass. Just thank him. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing that can stop that goal. There's nothing that can stop that from coming to me. Oh, praise God. Thank you, sir. There's nothing that can stop it. There's nothing. There is no weapon. No weapon. No, 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 no. Three minutes. Three minutes, Father, Son, Spirit. Three minutes, Trinity. 
No. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for that goal. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. That's done. Praise you, Jesus. Now you could do this in the morning or you can do this at night, but you need to do it for every one of those goals. Go inward. Close your eyes. See the goal. Maybe you need to get pictures. Make a vision board of each goal that you want. If there's something you can get that represents that goal, you should. And then picture it. And picture it done in for three minutes. Three minutes. Thank the Lord. Thank you. Thank you that that's done. I don't care how you feel. I don't care if all day long it does not look like it's getting done. Take three minutes on each goal. On each one. Oh, Art, if I have a lot of goals down, that could be a while. What the heck are you talking about? Here's what's a while. How about a lifetime of never getting them? Three minutes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. If you need to, put a timer on it. This is important. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that I have that money that I to, to give to that group. Thank you, Lord, that I have what you, that the, the, the business uh, building or, or the, or the business, the new clients. Thank you for the new 10 new clients. Thank you for the 20 new clients. Thank you for them always paying their bills on time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise you. Thank you. Praise you. Thank you. Praise you. Thank you. Thanksgiving. Get feeling like what it feels like to have that. Now, granted, the first time you do this, the first time you do it, it may feel very foreign to you. How often should you do it? Every day. How often will you do it? No less than once a week. But you need to do it. And the more often you do it, the more faster it's going to come. Now, as you begin this process, and as you do this every day, and you sit back and just think, just take time out. Shut the TV off and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And then when you're done, go watch your TV or whatever. I don't care. But do something that requires the blood of Jesus to have as an impact on what you want so that you can begin to see results. Then, after you have done this for 30 days, <clears throat> I want you to begin to make notes. If you see any evidence, any physical evidence, here's what's really going on. I'm going to tell you what's going on. The blood of Christ has defeated every, is in control of, the keys to the kingdom, are in control of every quantum law that exists on this planet. Everything has been, all dominion has been given to Jesus. And Jesus gave it to you, but you need to release it. So at the quantum level, a level that you cannot see, the atomic, atomic, subatomic structure of life, when you take that three minutes, you're watering your seed, and it is building atomic structure to the very thing you want. Now, over a period of a month, two months, three months, you're going to get clearer and cl if you keep it up. And some people won't keep it up. No, they won't. Mark 4.11, the sower sows the word, sometimes goes by the wayside. So the weeds grow up and choke it, and they quit. Come on, go read your Bible. This is how it works. Water the seed. But over a period of time, when you keep doing this, it'll become stronger. The picture becomes stronger. <coughs> and you will begin 
to see evidence of the Holy Spirit causing circumstances to alter and change. You're taking the ship, and with this little rudder, you are turning this big ship to turn in your favor, the favor of God. Turn the ship to your favor. So, what will you do with that? Are you going to do this? Are you just going to come back next year and say, well, didn't work for me. I didn't. And I say, how long did you do it? I did it for a week. Really? There's no faith in that. There's no belief in that. I'm giving you a system that the Holy Spirit will quantify. He will show you. This is what prayer is. Prayer, prayer is meditating, hopefully, on what you want, knowing that the price Jesus paid absolutely guarantees it, and not trusting in how you feel, but trusting in what he did, and seeing yourself victorious because of him. That's prayer. Now, here's prayer in reverse. You want to reverse the process? Fear, believe that you will never, ever get what you wrote down. It creates the whole quantum effect of keeping everything from blessing you. What are you going to do? I put before you the power of life and death. Then, therefore, choose life. That you may, you and your children and generations to come will prosper. (coughs) Now, here's the other thing. What you're doing is a process, but how you speak about things during the day, or whenever you're in business and home or whatever, also is part of the process. If you are doing this at night, and then speaking out loud during the day, I don't believe this will ever happen, you are killing your own seed. You're pouring poison on it. The power of life and death is in the Word. So your words need to conform to the vision that you're creating because you wrote your word down, you wrote the word down, and now you're going to speak it, envision it, thank God for it, and here's what's going to happen. As you see it start to manifest, you will, if you do this, you'll want to praise Him more. You'll want to praise Him more often. You'll want to make the three minutes go to ten minutes on one goal, because man, this works. Thank you. Oh my gosh, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I'm debt-free. Thank you. I have no idea how. Thank you that that miracle, that I had no idea how it was going to happen, and it's this year, I'm debt-free, totally free of all debt, free. I'm thank you. Thank you. Create an atmosphere of hope, an atmosphere, but say it and picture and thank him. You'll want to do it more than three. But if you don't do it at least three minutes, well, maybe you don't think it's important. Maybe you just want everybody else to do everything for you, but you want to be the complainer. You want to be the victim. I don't care who you are or where you live or what your circumstances are. The blood of Christ came to set you free from being a captive of your circumstances and situation. Every circumstance and situation you come up against comes under the blood of Jesus, under the name. That name guarantees you success. You'll use it. Now, you'll hear other meditative people tell you, you can do this without God. That's baloney. And I'll tell you why. Because when you put Jesus first place, all things work together for good. When you leave him out, 
You may get what you want, but there'll be things in there you don't want. Things didn't all work for good if you left him out. So meditation, apart from God, don't do it. Put God in the center. Put Jesus in the center of every meditation that you do. But meditate, take the word, take your goals, picture God, picture Jesus laying his hand on every one of them, and picture them occurring because of the blood. The guarantee is in the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. Jesus changed forever the meaning of blood in the human race. When he poured out his blood, which is now at the mercy seat of God, so that every one of us, when we go in there into the kingdom, we see that blood and say, he says, that blood, the payment, I kept the evidence. The evidence is I poured every drop of blood so you could have life eternal, but also have it more abundantly on earth. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it already in heaven. Believe that? You pray that? Or do you just utter words? Well, you are a part of transferring heaven to earth. Heaven is coming to earth in 2023. Will you be one of the instruments that God is using to bring it to earth? Or will you remain a slave to sin? Not, not some of it, not all of it, but some of it. Maybe you want to keep some of it. How about getting rid of all of it? And no longer be a slave, but be free. Free because God loves you, God loves me, and he's showing up big in us in 2023. So the body of Christ is rising in the earth as it already has in heaven. You join? This is the year for you to watch complete manifestations of God's power in your life in every area. Remember, home, business, social, mental, physical, spiritual, financial. Write them down. Take the time. Give it three minutes. Picture the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we'll talk again next week about how you can be closer to the Lord, be all in with the Lord. And I'm telling you, the system works. The only thing left is for you to work the system. Praise the Lord. Have a great week. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.